This is the Capital Literature Podcast, bringing you investment letters in audio. The Capital Literature Podcast is a SEBITS capital service for the investment community. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. All rights belong to the respective owners. Ultron Capital Management, Fourth Quarter, 2021. Dear fellow investors, First, we hope that you all have had a happy new year. We enter 2022 with much uncertainty surrounding the immediate future of the global economy. More so than at any time in recent memory macroeconomics is dominating the discourse surrounding investing in business. Inflation, supply chain disruptions, interest rates, and the like are popular topics of discussion even among non-macro-oriented investors. Even though we are generally macro-agnostic when it comes to investing, we too, have admittedly spent an abnormal amount of time considering how macroeconomic trends are affecting our portfolio and potential investments. Despite volatility in quite a few our positions, we maintain our conviction that our portfolios consist of companies that will be worth far more in the coming years. The underlying fundamentals in our portfolio companies are mostly heading in a positive direction, and despite share price volatility, we have not drastically altered our assessment of each company's fair value. The S&P 500 had a return of 11.0% in the fourth quarter, bringing the total return for 2021 to 28.7%. Our portfolios have underperformed this quarter, but we are taking this opportunity to buy more into some of our current positions. Portfolio Updates Alibaba Group Holding Limited, NYSE, Baba The negative headlines surrounding Alibaba seemingly have no end and have certainly tested our conviction in this investment over the past half year or so. The company's latest earnings report brought lower margins, partially because of slowdown in China and partially because of increased investment into its businesses. Alibaba also lowered its guidance for the coming year, adding even more pressure to the share price. Furthermore, The Chinese government's talk of common prosperity and Alibaba's 15.5 billion U.S. dollars investment toward the cause has not helped turn around short-term sentiment for Alibaba investors. Fellow tech giant Didi has also announced that they would delist from New York, sparking fears that Alibaba may be next. Despite all the negative press, we still maintain our bullish position in Alibaba. While increased government regulation will likely result in lower long-term margins and or increased effective tax rates, we still believe the current share price drastically undervalues the company. The company's core commerce business is still growing at double-digit rates, as are its cloud business and international e-commerce platform. The cloud business, once at scale, should provide high-margin growth offsetting some of the negatives of new regulations. With Alibaba currently trading at a low teens multiple of future earnings, we see no reason to sell even though our estimate of the company's fair value has certainly decreased since we first purchased shares in the company. The issues surrounding Alibaba are complex and addressing each issue surrounding the company would take up far too much space in these letters than we would like. However, any clients that have concerns about our investment in Alibaba that have not been addressed in previous letters or discussions are encouraged to contact us with your questions. AutoZone Incorporated, NYSE, AZO AutoZone has been a winner since we built a position in the company last quarter. Given the current supply challenges in the automotive sector, we believe the long-standing trend of America's aging automotive fleet will continue for the foreseeable future with AutoZone a primary beneficiary. Garrett Motion Incorporated, NASDAQ, GTX
GTX shares have been relatively flat despite trading at a single-digit earnings multiple. We can't point to any particular reason as to why, but we suspect lack of analyst coverage and the stigma of being a post-bankruptcy company are likely contributing factors. It may take some time for the market to fully appreciate the business and its improved balance sheet, but we are content with holding our shares until then. Magna Chip Semiconductor Corporation, NYSE, MX While the previous buyout offer from Wise Road Capital did not go through as many expected, the company is still in talks with other potential buyers. Furthermore, the company announced a US$75 million share buyback, which represents a significant percentage of the company's shares. While we do not generally enter positions with the anticipation of a buyout, it is the case that a Modna chip acquisition will be the most likely outcome. Mercado Libre Incorporated, NASDAQ, Melly Despite turning in a positive quarter, Melly's share price has been driven lower amid the broader tech sell-off and inflation concerns in Brazil, the company's largest market. Brazil is currently dealing with double-digit inflation rates, although recent data shows those numbers abating slightly. This is not the first time that Melly has had to contend with high inflation in one of its major markets. Argentina has dealt with persistently high inflation over the past several years, but Melly continues to perform well despite this challenging macro environment. Macroeconomic headwinds certainly dampen 70% plus growth in year-over-year net revenues but barring long-term hyperinflation and a broader economic collapse we still believe Melly has a bright future and is currently priced at a reasonable valuation given how quickly the company is growing. SoFi Technologies Incorporated, NASDAQ, SoFi We have been building our position in SoFi over the last two quarters but have not yet written about our thesis until now. SoFi is an online financial technology company that started off refinancing student loans. This segment remains a big part of the company's business, but they have more recently expanded their products to offer an entire suite of financial services including personal banking, investing, and credit. While their collection of products is still evolving and not yet complete, we believe the company is in the early stages of its inflection. The company nearly doubled its member count over the past year and is growing 50% plus despite its loan refinancing business taking a hit due to the COVID-related loan moratorium. Furthermore, the company is close to obtaining a bank charter through its acquisition of Golden Pacific Bancorp, a community bank based in Sacramento. A bank charter would allow SoFi to take in its own customer deposits, lowering its cost of capital and expanding the company's breadth of financial offerings. While SoFi is not the only online banking platform out there, we believe they could take a decent share of the financial services market. Banking is a notoriously sticky business, as the inconvenience and hassle of switching banks prevents consumers from jumping to competitors regardless of cost. This is one of the reasons that traditional banks are one of the few businesses to have truly been disrupted by technology. We think SoFi is well on its way to changing that and creating a new paradigm for the future of consumer banking and financial services. The factors that will ultimately drive consumer adoption of online banking are cost and convenience. In our opinion, SoFi is best positioned to drive consumers away from the legacy banking model. Their one-stop shop approach for financial services and their lack of a brick-and-mortar branch network to maintain may eventually propel them into becoming one of the larger players in the banking industry in the United States. Furthermore, SoFi also owns Galileo, which provides an application programming interface, API, for payment platforms. Galileo's customers include Chime, Robinhood, and TransferWise among others. 
Galileo is growing just as fast as SoFi, totaling 89 million accounts as of Q3 2021 for 178 million US dollars in net revenue. Ultimately, Galileo could become something akin to the AWS of financial payments infrastructure, and its position within SoFi hedges against some of the risks that SoFi's core business does not outperform its fintech and banking peers. Spotify Technology SA, NYSE, Spot Spotify is now the largest podcast platform by listeners in the United States. Its third-quarter advertising revenue grew 75% year-over-year and premium subscriber revenue also jumped 22%. We believe the investments into podcasting and growing the advertising side of its business provide a long runway for driving incremental high-margin revenue and ultimately share price. The pre-pandemic radio advertising market in North America alone was over 18 billion US dollars even though traditional radio listening has been in decline for years. Eventually we see a good share of this advertising spend being reallocated toward digital streaming services, where Spotify will be a major beneficiary. Square Enix Holdings Company, Limited, TSE, 9684 Square Enix's Final Fantasy XIV released its latest expansion Endwalker in November to critical acclaim and positive reception from the game's player base. However, the expansion launch was not without issues. The game's popularity caused long login queue times, eventually leading to Square Enix to suspend sales of the base game while this server congestion persists. The server infrastructure problem has been exacerbated by COVID-19 and the subsequent bottlenecks in the semiconductor supply chain. Square Enix is looking to invest heavily into new infrastructures to accommodate the increasing popularity of FFXiv but procuring the necessary hardware has proven challenging amid the global semiconductor shortage. The company just announced some operational updates which include investments into new data centers that will go online later this year. Ultimately these investments should help future-proof the game's infrastructure and provide room for further growth, although short-term financials will certainly take a hit. We view Square Enix's issues to mostly be temporary in nature, and the underlying business appears to be generating positive momentum, with upward trends in both daily active users and paid subscribers. Furthermore, Square Enix continues to benefit from missteps by its main competitors. Activision Blizzard's World of Warcraft has been treading water and has yet to recover from moves that outraged its long-term player base. Amazon's New World generated a large amount of player interest upon release which has since subsided as the game has been plagued by bugs and design issues that have turned away much of its large initial player base. Despite short-term challenges, we like where Square Enix currently stands in the gaming space as the premier developer in the MMORPG space. Tanger Factory Outlet Centers Incorporated, NYSE, SKT SKT's business has recovered nicely from its pandemic lows, although the effect of the Omicron variant is yet to be determined. Otherwise, it appears that SKT still sees strong demand from consumers with foot traffic having largely returned to pre-pandemic levels. Rent spreads have finally started ticking upward, increasing 240 basis points in the third quarter. Occupancy has also rebounded to 94.3%. While most metrics are up, It seems that retailers' willingness to expand and open new stores remains muted due uncertainty surrounding COVID and the broader economy. In the meantime, management is making some strategic shifts to better position the company's outlets in this type of environment. One such change in direction involves increasing the presence of food and beverage services across its outlets. 
We think this is a positive strategic decision that allows SKT more options in bringing in strong, long-term tenants to replace short-term pop-ups and tenants lost to the pandemic. We remain bullish on SKT's recovery and management's ability to execute. Conclusion While our portfolio has experienced quite a bit of volatility in recent months despite low turnover, we believe we own a collection of businesses that should be trading much higher in the long run. Most of our portfolio companies have generated positive business momentum over the last year, and although public market investors may have lowered the price that they are willing to pay for some of these companies, our assessment of our portfolio's intrinsic value has not changed nearly as much. As long-term investors it can be difficult to remain steadfast in our investment decisions amid negative short-term feedback from the rest of the market. We constantly monitor news and try further build expertise in our portfolio companies and the industries in which they operate, even after we have long-established positions in our portfolio. We generally only exit a position when we find better opportunities or when new information arises that invalidates our long-term thesis. With that said, we still maintain our confidence in our current positions despite short-term market noise. We appreciate you entrusting us to invest your capital alongside our own. Any clients with questions or concerns about any positions in their portfolio are encouraged to contact us for further details. We are always more than happy to chat about our current and potential future investments.